Welcome to Red Lips and Eye Rolls, the podcast. I'm your host, Katara McCarty. Ladies, you know how you feel when you have a bomb outfit on? Your hair is just right? You get a glance at yourself in the mirror and you think, yes, girl, you are slaying it today. But then you realize you forgot something? Girl, you forgot your lipstick. So you put your lipstick on, and then all of a sudden, you went from, girl, you cute, to a woman with a fierce attitude about to slay the day. Girl, that lipstick has you walking different, standing different, squaring your shoulders, and daring anything or anyone to get in your way. Well, that's what I'll do here at Red Lips and Eye Rolls, the podcast. I'll remind you to grab your lipstick not only literally, but metaphorically, to put that lipstick on your soul. I'll give you tools to tap into your own unique power, build self-confidence, and go for the life that you deserve. It's time for you to stop looking for answers, acceptance, and love outside of you. Listen, it's in you. Stop living a life you hate and live a life full of power, your own power. So girl, grab your lipstick because you're going to need it. Welcome back to Red Lips and Eye Rolls, or maybe welcome for the first time to Red Lips and Eye Rolls, the podcast. We are on episode 28, Why Most People Won't Bet on Themselves. Now, I'm so glad you decided to tune in today, whether you're in your car, got me turned up in your car, in your ride, or you're on the elliptical, at the gym, or maybe on the treadmill, or maybe you're on a Peloton because you got to like that up in your house. Thank you for tuning in. Or maybe you're going on a walk and you got your headphones in, but you decided to hang out with me for just a little bit. Thank you. I appreciate you tuning in. I cannot believe we're on episode 28. This is crazy um, that I have 28 episodes. I'm just cranking them out. I'm just over here in my closet, just in my closet, cranking these episodes out. So (laughs) I'm glad you decided to join me. Um, I wanted to talk to you about today about why most people won't bet on themselves. You know, I um, have shared with my podcast audience a little bit about my journey of just how I kind of hit a wall um, several years ago when we decided, my husband and I decided to transition out of um, the nonprofit organization we were running and to step away from that, which was our church. So it wasn't just an organization I was running, but it was also a faith community I was part of. We decided to step away from that and um, do something different. My husband was felt like he um, wanted to go full-time into the corporate world and write a book and travel more and speak and start a company with his friend. And so it just kind of like was this season of our lives of like uh, of letting go and of surrendering things that we have had poured our life into. For me personally, what I had poured my life into was our nonprofit, our community centers, our uh, school and church in Africa that we had spent a lot of time um, trying to build and, and fundraise for, all the outreaches we had done in our community, um, the house that um, we had lived in for um, forever, where we raised our kids, my pool, 
people, um, leaving all of that, leaving friends that lived up the road. Um, I could jump on a bike and meet at a coffee shop, um, familiar places, familiar spaces. And we left that and gave that up. And so I kind of hit a wall because um, my daughters had moved out of the house and were becoming adults. And everything, there was like all of these things that were shifting and changing for me. And I hit a wall because I was like, what the hell am I going to do now? Like, I've spent my whole life, really my whole adult life being a mom. I've spent all these years investing into my husband's dream. I've spent all this time. Now what? And I had to face some fears. I had to look at myself and really ask myself some questions like, what do you want? Where do you want to go? What do you want to produce for for yourself? And for those um, people out there that are trying to redefine themselves, um, this is this will be another podcast episode. But I just want to tell you, like, be patient with yourself, give yourself tons of grace, and it's okay to evolve, and it's okay to change, and it's okay to do something different. And that's where I was. I had decided to do something different. I didn't know exactly what that was, but I knew I wanted to do something different. So I embarked on getting my life coaching certification. I embarked on starting my own LLC. I embarked on launching a coaching and professional speaking and um, uh, author, becoming an author. And I, I decided to be a creator of content and to really have a presence on social media and to launch a podcast. And I decided to do all that And um, once I made the decision (laughs) to move and to shift and to pivot from what I was doing for so many years, which was still um, an attempt to enhance and better people's lives, once I decided to make that pivot and start my own company, I had to face some fears. Now, listen, you're going to have to face some fears. Most people are not willing to jump over these hurdles or to face these fears. And they hold people back from living the life that they desire, the life that they want, the life that they feel called to, the life that gets them excited when they think about it. But these fears come right up to them. They just just come right up. They emerge right in our faces and tell us to sit our asses down. (laughs) (laughs) that's what those fears do. Like, you need to just sit down. Why are you acting all like you can do that? No, no, no. You're just going to sit down. And so we have to face some fears. And I I have to say that um, I I hope that you're one of the ones that will join me in facing these fears. It's not easy to do. And it's not a one-time dance with fear. It's an ongoing thing. It's an ongoing relationship that we have to have with fear where we don't shrink in the face of fear and we don't stop in the face of fear and we don't pump the brakes in the face of fear, but we continue to push on the gas pedal of our lives. We continue to make steps forward. We continue to move in the direction of progress 
in spite of the fears that pop up on the inside of us. And listen, the more you do, the more you pursue the life that you want, the more these fears are going to pop up. So we got to face some fears today, and we're going to talk about that. All right? So first fear we have to face is the fear of failure. I don't know about you, but I don't want to fail. I don't want to mess up. I want to do this thing right the first time. And the fear of failure pops up and it's all up in my face. And it tells me like, what if you fail? What if you embark on this public speaking career and this coaching career and you fail? Like, what are, what, what's going to happen? What, you know, I was afraid. I was afraid to pursue my vision and my passion because I was afraid I would fail. What if I start pursuing this and I really can't make money at it? What if, um, you know, what if, what if I screw up? What if I mess up? What if I fail? And I had to really face this fear. Um, what if this vision that I have of this business, Katara Enterprises, what if it can't financially sustain you? What if it can't? What if you fall flat on your face? And I had to really face that fear. And what I realized was that failure doesn't have to be the final stop. If I do fail, if I do stumble, if I do fall along the way, if something that I'm doing doesn't work and I have to pivot and do something else, what I realized and what I learned is that failure can be an opportunity. It can be a lesson. It can be something that can teach us and grow us. If we fail, if we mess up, then all that's happening is that I'm growing and I'm learning and I'm becoming better at what I do. And that that fear um, of failure, um, I have to face that and go, you know what? Yeah, I probably am going to fail at some things. But guess what? I can grow. The failure actually can grow me and I can learn and I can become a better person. And it has that growth and that learning can propel me forward. And I can go back to the drawing board board and start over, right? Failure is not the final stop. Failure doesn't mean to you have to throw in the towel and completely quit. And fail fear of failure, like making assumptions and just creating stories in our heads of what ifs. Well, if I do this, what if this happens? And if I do this, then I'm assuming. And we start creating, making assumptions and creating these stories in our minds of a failure that hasn't even happened. It's a fear. It's a myth. It's like out there. It's like hasn't even happened yet. And if we live within that fear of failure, then we won't move forward. And so we have to face that fear and say, yeah, maybe I will fail. You know, maybe I'll fall flat on my face. Maybe I'll make some mistakes. Maybe I actually am not perfect. And maybe I'll screw up a little bit here and there. But what that failure is going to do is it's going to teach me. I'm going to be a, a student and I'm going to learn from my failures. So we can't let failure, the fear of failing, and us falling flat on our faces stop us. Do it anyway. 
pursue that life anyway. Go after your passion and your purpose anyway. You're going to stumble. You're going to be clumsy at it. I'm so clumsy right now at this podcast. If you listen to episode 26, my friend Claire and I, Marks with Claire, we start laughing and it literally was piercing people's ears in their headphones because the volume went up so high during our times of laughter. I don't know how to make that not happen. I don't know how to edit that. I I don't know. But you know what? I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to grow from that. I'm learning from that. I'm trying to figure that out. But that doesn't mean I shouldn't shoot another podcast episode. That doesn't mean I should like not keep creating because I can't figure out how to, when it peaks really loud, figure out how to bring that down. I don't have someone editing this for me. I have to just figure it out. But that doesn't mean I should stop. It just gives me an opportunity to grow. So, yeah. I, I'm writing, I'm writing, and I'm fumbling through, and I'm, I'm blogging, and I'm fumbling through, and that doesn't mean I, you know, if I make a spelling error and I throw it out there on social media, or if I, you know, forget a comma or a period that, that and, and fail, quote unquote fail, that I should stop doing it. It doesn't mean I'm a failure. It just means I'm going to grow and I'm going to learn and can propel me forward and make me a better person. So we can't let the fear of failure stop us. Go after your passion and your vision anyway. Face fear and move forward anyway. The other fear that I realized that I had to to really face was my fear of greatness. Um, what if I become great? <laughs> I love that quote. I've, I've said this quote before by Marianne Williamson that our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. And it's not our light. Um, it's not our it's our light, not our darkness that most frightens us. It's not our darkness. It's our light that frightens us. What if we become the person that we believe we can become? What if I become great? What if my company becomes great? Oh, what if this actually works? What if I actually build a company? What if I actually make money at this? What if this actually reaches millions of people? What if, and it's like, whoa, Katara, I start taking some steps back because we're afraid to be great. We're, We're afraid of that. Because what if I end up being somebody I'm not when, when, this, when, when opportunity presents itself? And so we get afraid of, of what could be and the bigness of it and, and, and the greatness of it. And we realize that, oh my gosh, if I become great, what are my friends going to say? Or... If this becomes a big thing, what are people going to think? And can I handle it? And I had to like really evaluate this because it kind of freaks me out. I don't want to ever, um, I want to hold on to my integrity and I want to be true to who I am always. And, you know, we've seen people change when um, certain opportunity presents itself to them. We've seen it. You've seen it. We've seen it. And so that's that's scary to me. I, I'm afraid of that. And I had to realize that I am who I am. I've done a crap ton of work. 
And you are who you are. And I hope you're doing a crap ton of work um, on yourself and facing all of your stuff. And with success, without success, however you want to define success, whether, you know, I reach one person or a million people, at the end of the day, I am who I am. I'm not going to change for anybody. I'm not going to morph into somebody else. I've got good people around me. I've done a lot of work. I've worked on myself. I feel very centered. And I realize that that greatness is what we're all meant to experience. It's what we're meant to experience in our lives. That it's our light (laughs) that frightens us. And we can't be afraid of our light. We can't be afraid of that. We can't let that be a reason why we don't step out and do big things audacious, amazing things. Step out. Don't be afraid of your light. It's what people are wanting and needing and they are desperately looking for you to shine. So let your light out. It's not your darkness that you're scared of. It's your light. And we have to get over our fear of greatness. And I had to trust that if I've done the work that I believe I've done, worked on my internal person, then I don't have to be afraid. And I've got some good ass people around me. Let me tell you, I've got some good people. I got a good support system that will help me. They'll help me stay grounded. They'll get in my stuff. They'll also help me when I grow. If I feel like I can't handle something or if I feel like this is getting too big for me, I know that I'll ask for help. I'll reach out. I'll figure it out, but I can't not do it because I'm afraid of greatness. Did you hear that? You can't not do it for fear of being awesome and being great. Some of us won't even go to like therapy or hire a coach or do the internal work because we're afraid to change. I've had people tell me like I'm too set in my ways. Well, guess what? Being set in your ways isn't good. We need to change. We need to evolve. We need to grow. And I think when people say that, they're really afraid that, you know what, I might I might be able to be even more awesome than what I am. And that scares people. And also, then we have people in our lives that sometimes don't understand our success, won't celebrate our success and our greatness, won't be hot. They won't They won't be with us along the journey. They'll only go so far and then they'll drop off because they're like, oh, who do you think you are now that you have that or now that you're doing that or now that you have that opportunity and they won't come along with you. I've had that experience of people falling off, people that I thought would be there that just are not there. They're just MIA. And you know what? that's okay. I still have to keep striving toward what I believe I'm called to do and what I believe I'm passionate about. And I have to still keep letting my light shine. It looks different than it looked five years ago. Some people don't understand that. They don't understand the difference. But you know what? That's okay. I have to keep pursuing and moving forward and pivoting in a new direction anyway. And I can't be afraid of the greatness. I can't dim my light because other people are uncomfortable. I can't dim my light because I'm afraid of my light being too bright and me drawing too much attention. No, I have to let my light shine. I have to pursue 
the bigness of what I believe we all can attain and all have. So we have to overcome our fear of greatness. Now, this third one is just so funny. I wrote this blog. So I, I sent out a blog. I have a database. I don't know. It's a, it's about 250 or so people on my database. And I don't send out emails regularly, but I decided, you know what, I should probably start sending out, you know, regular emails, like maybe once a month, maybe every couple weeks. I haven't decided how often yet. But I wrote this blog, actually hired somebody to edit it for me and spent a lot of time like formatting it and uh, just it was this whole long I mean it like took me weeks I've been messing with this blog for a long time and then I kind of put it on hold and then I picked it back up anyway it's a long process so I send out this email today about um, you know the three things that you know most people you know whatever the title of this thing is (laughs) Now, I can't even remember. What is the title? Oh, Three Reasons Why People Won't Bet on Themselves, which is the name of this podcast. So I need to remember that. Anyway, so I sent it out. And I don't know. I I have read through it a gazillion times. But when I went to format it and put it into the format that I used to send out um, my email to my email database... Um, I didn't, I copied and pasted it all and I like formatted it, but I left one huge section out. It was like actually one of the fears. I'm like, you, there's three fears, blah, blah, blah. And I talk about the fears in the blog, like I'm talking about to you on the podcast. And then I literally didn't copy and paste one of the fears from my Word doc to the format that I'm sending it out via email. Oh my gosh, I send it out. It's all decently pretty and felt really proud of myself and then for some reason I went back and read it um, because I get the email too I'm on my own database email database and so I read it and I was like oh my gosh I left out the fear of the critic I left out one fear and then I kind of panicked I was like oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh I left one of the fears out There's three fears why most people don't bet on themselves. And I literally forgot one of the fears. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? So I started going through this whole thing in my head. And I was like, oh, my gosh, people are going to be like, this girl is really trying, but she's not doing a great job. She's failing at this. I thought people are going to think you're an idiot. You want to be a blogger. You want to be. They People don't want to get two emails from you in one day. You can't like send another email and you can't pretend like you only sent two. Like, what are you going to do? So I literally had all of these thoughts coming up. I was like, oh, my gosh. Fear of people's opinions. Literally, what will people think? they'll see you made a mistake. Ooh, Katara, they're going to see you messed up. Miss Perfect, they're going to see you messed up because my saboteur likes me to believe that I... Anyway, that's a whole nother thing. But they'll see that you made a mistake. They don't want two emails. People are going to think you're dumb. You're trying to blog. Who do you think you are? You can't write. You can't even do this right. Like, you're you're an author? You're going to actually write a book? Come on, Katara. Like, 
literally all this stuff. And I thought it was so ironic that the fear that I left out in the first email blog blast that I sent was the fear of the critic. And that's what came up in me when I was trying to decide what to do was fear of the critic, which fear of, a, of the critic is fear of other people's opinions, that people are going to critique me if I put myself out there, if I become vulnerable, and if I am real, and if I put my heart out there, people are going to critique it, people are going to judge it, people are going to tell me how I'm doing it wrong, people are going to see my flaws, people are going to see my mistakes, people are going to see and they're going to critique it and they're going to tell me about myself. Listen, we have to face our fear of the critic. And today I had to put this into practice. So I had to reformulate another email and piece in this third fear so that people would have the third fear that, so they could face it. <laughs> and I sent out the second email and I was super vulnerable. And I said, hey, I guess I'm facing these fears today. I got to put this into practice. I got to practice what I preach. I have to face this fear and I can't be so concerned about what people think of me that I shrink, that I pull back, that I slow down, that I pump the brakes. I have to push through the fear. And so I cannot and you cannot be afraid of the critics. People are always going to have an opinion of you. They just will. They'll, they'll have an opinion if you're doing nothing. If you're sitting on your couch eating bonbons and reading books all day or watching TV all day, or binge watching your favorite Netflix show. They're gonna criticize you for that. They're gonna criticize you when you do your best at being a mom. They're gonna criticize you when you pivot and shift and decide to do another career. They're gonna criticize you when you decide, you know what, I'm not having kids. I'm just not gonna be a mom. People will criticize you for every decision you make, whether it's you're going for it or you're being a bum sitting on your couch and doing nothing. People will critique you. People will always have an opinion about what you're doing. And you know what? It's because they ain't doing nothing. You hear me? People will always have an opinion and will always expect you to do things according to their criteria. I have this all the time. I've shifted so much. Again, I've pivoted away from how I was helping people and how I felt like I was contributing to the world I live in. And I've pivoted away from how I do that, how I enhance people's lives. I've pivoted and I've shifted in big ways. And I have people critiqued me. They send me emails. They send me private messages. They're like, what are you doing? What are you saying? You're influencing people. What's going on? You're not telling people about Jesus all the time. Why not? Because I've pivoted away from that. That's not what I'm doing. I am just getting people to understand and equipping them to understand how powerful they are as human beings. And however that manifests spiritually, physically, mentally, that's up to them. That's not up to me. So that's a major shift I've made. And people will, are critiquing me for it. And you know what? I can't be afraid of the critic. I can't be afraid of that. I can't shrink because of that. I have to continue to get into the arena. I have to continue to get in this game and to do my thing. 
I love, I love, I love this quote by Theodore Roosevelt. And Brene Brown quotes a lot of her work um, around vulnerability and courage. She uses this quote a lot. She's so good. And I wanted to read it to you. It says, it is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The critic, the credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust, sweat, and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes up short again and again because their effort because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms and great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at best knows the end, the tri- in the end, the triumph of high achievement, and who at worst, if he fails, At least he fails while daring greatly so that his place and her place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who never know, who will never, timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Come on. How powerful is that quote by Theodore Roosevelt? He's saying, listen. You're in the arena. Your face is marred. You're bloody. You're sweating. You're, you're a mess. But you know what? You're striving. You're in the arena. You're actually trying to do the good deeds. You're trying. And you might fail. And you might mess up. But at least you're doing it daring greatly. And you're not choosing to stand on the outside and critique the people inside the arena. Listen, I'm in the arena. I'm getting a little beat up in here. (laughs) But you know what? I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. It is a place of true fulfillment. But you have to be vulnerable and you have to be courageous. You have to be willing to look the critic in the eye and say, though you critique me and though you may not understand what I'm doing and why I'm doing it, I'm going to keep doing it anyway. So you can critique me all day long and I can be worried about people's opinions. But you know what? I have to I have to press past that and I have to get in the arena. Brene Brown, I love her. If you haven't read her stuff, oh, my gosh, Braving the Wilderness. There's so many of her books that you should read. I, I'll list all of her books in the info information section of this episode. You should read them. Daring Greatly. There, there's just so many books. But um, she talks about how it's not about winning or losing. It's not what it's about. It's about having courage. And we must dare greatly. And daring greatly means to have the courage to be vulnerable. Did you hear that? Have the courage to be vulnerable. It's vulnerable putting out these podcast episodes. It's vulnerable to throw out a, uh, to email a blog to 250 some people and to realize you missed a whole section and you have to resend a second blog out. That takes some vulnerability to say, hey, you know what? I made a mistake, but I'm still going to put this content out there. We have to show up. You guys, we have to show up. We have to be willing to be seen. We have to quit hiding. Quit playing is safe. We have to get in the arena of life, and we got to do so with vulnerability. 
Listen, listen. One of the ways we step out is through courage and with vulnerability. And it's facing those critics. If I could tell you the amount of times I get emails and I get private messages questioning, what are you doing? Like, didn't you used to do this? And what are you doing now? And you're shifting and blah, 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 blah. And I have to just be okay. I have to, I cannot worry about other people's opinions. I just can't. I can't worry about it. I have to keep pressing on. I have to keep running my race. I have to keep moving forward and doing what I believe that I am meant to do. And I want that for you. I want you to, in spite of the critics, just know you're going to have critics. And in spite of it, do your thing anyway. You hear me? Do your thing, right? Move up. Move forward. Step up. Step out. Shine bright anyway. In the face of your critics, do it anyway. In the face of failure, do it anyway. In the face of being afraid of your own greatness and your own light, do it anyway. Face your fears. Partner with fear. Listen and keep it moving. Don't stop because people have critiqued you. Don't stop because you're afraid of your own light. And please, please don't stop because you're afraid to fail. Because you're probably going to. (laughs) You're probably going to mess up. But at least you're in the arena fighting with courage and vulnerability. Keep putting yourself out there. Join me in this arena of life where we're choosing courage, choosing vulnerability, choosing to, to, to dare greatly, where we're choosing to live our life on our terms and not fit into other people's ideas about our life. You know what to do. You know what you're being drawn to. Settle into that and be okay with that and live your life on your terms. Face those fears, face your fears, and don't be one of the people in this world that will not bet on themselves. Roll the dice, man. Bet on yourself. Trust yourself. She's leading you in the right direction. Your intuition is leading you in the right direction. You know what to do. You have already had the idea You've already, things are coming up on, in you on what, what next steps to take. Don't be afraid to take them and don't let these fears stop you. Bet on yourself because I'm betting <laughs> that you're going to do big, great things and you're going to live your life on your terms. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to Red Lips and Eye Rolls, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, let me know by leaving a comment and also share it with your girlfriends. You can keep up with me on Instagram and Facebook at Qatar McCarty. And you can check out the services that I provide at QatarMcCarty.com. Don't forget, grab your lipstick and rock your life.